1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: This is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Welcome back in third and final hour of Live Bet Sunday with myself and Pamela Maldonado, efforting uh, Motokil, who will join us here at the top of the hour. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, by the way. So I was. Crunching some numbers here in the break. So, I do like this um, one of my favorite props, which is kind of fun. All right.
1: That you're creating on your own, or is this from the Jack King's Taylor Swift?
3: This is from not even the Taylor Swift. Uh, this is a prop that is offered every single year. Okay. Over under the jersey number <laughs> of the first touchdown scorer. Ah, uh, that's okay. 22 and a half is the favorite at minus 120. So going through the list, so this is, again, 22 and a half, the jersey number of the first touchdown scorer.
1: That's just in the game, not a two. Okay, first touchdown scorer. Oh, that's difficult. Oh, So you go through.
3: (laughs) So you go through. I'm just going through this right now, and there's a reason why. So you look at this right now. So 22 and a half, the numbers are the players that would be included in this right now. I'm doing some quick math really quickly. All right. So jersey number 22 and a half. If you bet under, you're getting Brock Purdy, number 13, you're getting Brandon Ayuk, number 11. You're getting Debo Samuel at number 19. And you're getting the slew of Chiefs. Mahomes at 15. Pacheco at 10. Hardman at 12. Rice at 14. Kadarius Tony at 19. Uh, actually, and I'll have to double-check that. I don't know if tony has been ruled out yet uh, for the Super Bowl. Marcus valdes Gambling at 11. Those are the guys who you're getting if you're going under. If you're going over 22 and a half with your jersey number of your first touchdown scorer, you're getting Christian McCaffrey. You're getting Elijah Mitchell, you're getting Kyle Juszczyk, you're getting George Kittle, you're getting Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you're getting Watson, you're getting Kelsey. We'll have to get more on this a little bit later, but it's one of the better ones that I like to bet. Again, jersey number the first touchdown scorer, 22 and a half, shaded to the over at minus 125. Speaking of favorites, one of my favorite NBA folks, Mo kill Nice enough to give us some time here today to discuss the association. Mo, uh, it's always good to talk to you, man. So uh, I wanted to start with uh, the big picture that we, of course, seen develop here over the course of this week. That would be Joel Embiid and what's happened with him with this injury. Uh, we're going to get more on this and we'll see what the next steps are. Rest and rehab, an option, procedures, really is an option so we don't know what's going to happen but I wanted to ask you a big picture on this whole 65 games and what we've seen in terms of the NBA for the awards for all NBA where where do you stand on this and are you part of the thinking that you know some guys like him like Tyrese Halliburton maybe have been coming back early because they want to make sure that they can meet the thresholds and get the accomplishments that they deserve for the way that they play
0: I think to a degree I'm not sure if Embiid Gets into that. I think Embiid did get a little bit bullied into playing that game against Golden State. I mean, I think it was it was a very bad look from the organization, from the Sixers to scratch him. um, Literally the last second in that Denver game, I think they should have just said right away. It was very clear he had gotten hurt the night before, excuse me, the game before. And it was, you know, should have just said right away, like, hey, he's questionable. We don't think he's going to play for no news to come out. And then all of a sudden at the last second, oh, the guy we thought was perfectly fine is not going to play. It's a bad look for the Sixers. That put pressure on Embiid and and screwed him. I think the situation, though, is... I think the bigger situation is Tyrese Halliburton. The guy who's trying to make all NBA needs to... You know, it's it's like, what, 40 million more dollars for him? It's something like that? Like, that's a a, a no-brainer. I uh, think it was a uh, difficult situation for them and that's what's led to him kind of pulling his hamstring again and whatnot
1: um the Milwaukee Bucks right now they fired their coach they're playing better basketball as of late but it still doesn't really look like they are a caliber championship team yet what do you make of the Milwaukee Bucks at the moment
0: I think they're in a a weird situation where they do not defend well they struggle uh uh mightily on the perimeter with the defense. And I think, you know, it's going to be a hard situation because Doc's got to figure this out on the fly as he goes through it. And it's not, easy to do that like this is why a lot of teams don't make major don't hire a new coach till the offseason obviously this is a different situation this is a team that had championship aspirations they had to go get a championship level coach so now he's coming in and it's to be honest like the first 10 or 15 games doc's got to figure out who's who on the team and i don't mean in terms of just the names but who can do what and and whatnot and i think that's the uh uh, ultimate challenge for them i think it's going to be difficult for them just because no matter what he does not going to fix their problems on the perimeter defensively. He's not good defensively. It's just a problem. Yeah, well, it
3: is. And most so I wanted to ask you, because I actually I, I rewatched that game last night this morning between them and Dallas. And I thought it was really interesting because and you have a better eye for this than, than I would. But I saw in the first half, right, uh, they were just spamming Giannis and Dame pick and rolls, which was pretty good for them offensively. And then they were forced to play smaller because Brooke Lopez wasn't playing. And so they had a bunch of Giannis at the five minutes. Can we see more of this? Like, could Doc actually kind of steer into this? Because I, I feel like that's something that would really help them out.
0: Yeah, no, I think we they got to. I think this is one of those things that everybody was kind of going nuts about with Adrian Griffin was why are you running more Dame Lopez pick and rolls and not Dame Giannis pick and rolls? And I think part of it is Giannis. Giannis has to be a more willing screener, more willing to jump in and and come across. And I think the situation for them is that he has to step and accept that role. And I don't know if he's willing to. And I think that's a big part of it, especially down the stretch in, in late games. It's got balls got to be in Dame's hand, spam the high pick and roll and go from there. And that's going to open up everything for everybody, not just for Giannis, but for Lopez, for Middleton. It's going to suck in the defense and there's going to be kick out and wide open threes for everybody.
1: Looking from the betting perspective, there's a lot of double digit spreads today on today's card. Let's focus in on one of the smaller ones, and that would be the Clippers minus four in Miami. The Heat have been on an against the spread slide as of late in the past two weeks. Is that them with the wheels falling off or is this a good spot for the Heat to maybe get right at home?
0: I I'm at the point now where I think this is it for the heat. Like we're at that point where I don't know if they, they are good enough. Their offense has been so terrible. And I think the way they've put the situations they've put themselves in has been pretty bad. And I think the, uh, the Rozier trade hasn't really popped yet. It's going to be a while. I think this is a Clippers win. I think the Clippers are going to come in. I'd, I'd take the, uh, the minus four, um, I think that's really the uh, situation for them. But the Heat itself, I just don't know what they do next. And I think that's the problem. We know that nobody in the league really values their package of Tyler Hero and draft picks. So now it's kind of back to the drawing board. And small trades like Rozier isn't going to really help them in the long run.
3: Yep. Well, on the Clippers, Mo, where are you at with them? Because I like, I think that this is a team that it's really just about health, right? We've seen the peaks of this team. I, I mean, I've been, look, I'm a Clippers fan, so I'll be very fair on this. Uh, but I have been shouting. You're the one. Yeah, right. It's, well, it's the, have you ever seen Arrested Development? I always like to do the, there's dozens of us, right? Um, like there's dozens of us. But I do think that this is a team, like we saw them going to Boston. I get it, Porzingis didn't play, but that was a revenge spot. They wiped the floor with the Celtics. This team's quietly the best team since the beginning of December. Am I misreading this? Like, I think if they're healthy again, that's a big if. I, I think they are arguably the best team in the Western Conference.
0: I'm going to go a step further and say the best team in the NBA. Yes, I think you know when you go through the talent of the roster one through twelve, it's a deep, deep team. You know, like we talk about. Listen, Boston has the best top six. I don't think that's arguable. After that, I take the Clippers seven through twelve over the over the Celtics seven through twelve, and that and 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 their top six is nothing to sneeze at. I think their situation with health is going to be incredibly important. Obviously, that's the one thing we're watching. But just look at the fact that Kawhi Leonard's playing at an MVP level. He looks unbelievable on both ends of the court. And I think you're watching all of those things. And you're looking at this is what they're getting in the playoffs. He's just going to be an absolute monster.
3: All right. So let's say in the Western Conference, uh, Warriors squander a 60-point game from Curry last night. Now 21-25. They're about a game out of the uh, play-in. Utah Jazz are 10th. Are the Warriors a play-in team? What's going on with them?
0: I mean, they're going to barely be a playing team, I think. I don't know if they're really going to hang in there. I think this is a team also that's kind of run through its course. I think they have a lot of problems defensively. I think they've Waited too long to try to develop Jonathan Kaminga. I think they're doing that a lot more this year, but that's something they should have done last year. Would have paid off dividends for them this year. You know, the uh, weird thing in the NBA is if you score 60 now, you're probably going to lose. What we've had Devin Booker drop 60 yeah. and lose. We've had Cat drop 60 and lose. So either stay at 59 or get 70, but don't don't get the 60.
3: It's all old hat too. We saw like, Luca almost had like a 40 point triple double yesterday, and I you're was right. like, I was watching that game and I looked at the box score at the end. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's right, that almost happened. And it's just it's it's old hat. It happens every night now okay let's go on to actually you know let's focus on the Mavericks really quick before we get you out of here so they've been dealing with a lot of injuries Derek Lively has been injured Kyrie Irving has been injured Doncic's been out of the lineup right now they're floating in that playing range looked like a team that could be a top six squad where is is ceiling at this point right now and do you see them as a potential buyer of, of a, a role player I would say uh, around trade deadline time
0: yeah, I think that's, you know, they're they're in the market for a role player, maybe a, reuni- re, a reunification of a uh, uh, that was a terrible. I'm sorry, guys. Uh maybe just reuniting yes. with Dorian Finney Smith would probably be something that they could look at and and try to pull off. Uh I just think they're in a tough spot where I don't know if they're actually good enough compared to, look, the Clippers, the Nuggets are obviously better. I, I don't know. I think Phoenix and them are on the same level, but I think they'd have a hard time against the Thunder and the Wolves come playoff time. So they do need to level up to a degree. I just don't know if they have enough in terms of the uh, trade market to actually pull off a high-level role player.
3: Yep, I agree. To kill again, the Athletic, does an awesome job up there, breaking down film and much more. Uh, we appreciate the time today on Sunday, man. Thank you very much. Thank
1: you.
0: Thank you guys
3: for having me. You got it again. Mo's awesome. You can follow him up on Twitter. Um, Very wise words. Clippers. Best team in the NBA. I am telling you right You are such a Kawhi truther. uh, Well, I'm not even a Kawhi truther, even though I am. Um, (laughs) I am a Clippers fan, but it doesn't matter. The other thing that he said, which is great, just music to my ears. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a couple months ago, like a month and a half ago, I bet two things. Bet the Clippers at 30 to 1 to win the NBA Finals. M. Okay, you can see the odds right there for the West. They're 3 to 1. They're about 6 to 1 to win the NBA Finals right now. So, great number. Mm-hmm. I also bet Kawhi Leonard, and this goes to what he just said, to win MVP at 150 to 1. And he's floating around like 101 right now. I am telling you, Pam, the most underrated story that is out there, and is starting to pick up some traction the three letters MVP next to Kawhi Leonard's name. Just look out, and I wouldn't say no if you wanted to add Kawhi Leonard at 100 to 1 to win Most Valuable Player
1: just about to ask, should I be firing up the account right now? Let's go.
3: A triple digits, I would say that's worth a Because uh, this a is like
1: multiple times that you brought it up in the last few weeks.
3: Of course, and we we're. I'm not the only one. The, this is starting to build in the NBA media circles, and these are the people that decide. I don't know if Moe's got a vote this year, uh, but these are the people that decide these awards, and they're starting to talk about Kawhi Leonard and the way that he's been playing. All right, <laughs> when we come back, score update for the Big Ten match between Wisconsin and Purdue, but more importantly, we get to the bottom of it again. First touchdown, jersey number. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I've got some numbers. I was writing this down, man. Come on.
4: Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. it is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise.
2: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A N G I.com, or download the app today. This is live Bet
0: Sunday on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Check out the new website, vison.com Looks awesome. It's a fresh new look. You get enhanced navigation. For those of you who like to use your phone, who doesn't it nowadays, it's a mobile-first focus as well, so it works really well on your browser with your particular phone, and a lot more functional, too, for you. We have a little, uh, new section, expanded educational content. It looks great. Check it out now. Lead story today, handling NFL props and what to do with them during the Super Bowl from one Adam Burke. Check it out now, vsin.com. Slash subscribe. Wisconsin closes a two-point underdog before this match began they currently trail 46 to 38. Uh, the highs and lows of betting in-game and in basketball the high today Caesar our producer with a uh, in-game wager on Purdue plus 105 money line so uh, now currently up by eight the Purdue Boilermakers how about that huh Basketball is a in-game wonder. Actually, up by 10, sorry. The tripod got me off there. At yeah. Yeah, 48, 38, 14, 29 left to go in the first. I don't think I'm going to get there with the total. I did bet this thing over. Uh, right now, from an in-game standpoint, in-game number is floating right around uh, what the pre-flop number was that I got, over 143.5, Pam. It is 144.5 shaded to the under and minus 125. So either way, this will be a sweat. Purdue, Wisconsin, fourteen twenty-one left to go in the second but we focus not on that. We focus on props in the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> so again, You're, where did you, did you find this? Did you see this and you thought of it? Are you thinking of this on your no, own? This is
3: a, this is a prop that's offered every year. It's, oh, it's okay. one of my favorites. It's awesome. So for those who are just joining us, Jersey number of the first touchdown scorer. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a set number. You bet over, you bet under. So for example, if you bet under 22 and a half, if number four, if Bracy Rice scores a touchdown, The first touchdown, you win because his jersey number is four. If Patrick Mahomes runs a touchdown in, you win if you bet under because his jersey number is 15 and the number is 22 and a half. So pretty easily, pretty easily explainable. So the exercise, too, is you want to go through right and you want to you want to tick off all of the guys. So your your most likely touchdown scorers, as I have written down here, Pam. Mm -hmm. The unders would be Brock Purdy. okay, number 13. Then, again, a rushing touchdown. So passing touchdown doesn't count. So it be a rushing touchdown of Purdy scores. Brandon Ayuk at 11. Debo Samuel at 19. So it's a vast majority of Chiefs players who you're going to get here. Again, and these are the most likely ones. There's obviously other players that are around that could score these touchdowns, but these are your most likely touchdown scorers, you would assume.
1: What are the odds? Patrick Mahomes. What do you mean? The odds for over, under? Is it over, even minus 110?
3: Yeah, yeah so over okay. minus 120. Under even money. Got it. So the over, the favorites. So you would get Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Travis Kelsey and Watson for the Kansas City Chiefs. So pretty, you know, I think that's why you got this over minus 120. Yes. Because those are some of the high-level guys. Those are some guys who have a high probability of scoring a touchdown. You're going to get McCaffrey in there. You're going to get Kelsey in there. Um, You're going to get Watson in there. So those are some guys, excuse me, you're going to get Kittle. So those are guys who could have a high probability of scoring. Then the under, Purdy at 13, Iuke at 11, Debo Samuel, 19. That's his jersey number. Mahomes, Mm -hmm. 15. Pacheco at 10 to 1. You might want to look under here. You're, you're a Pacheco person. Hardman at 12 to 1. Rice at 4 to 1. Canarias, Tony, 19 to 1. Again, I haven't confirmed whether or not he's going to play, so keep that in mind. Uh, Marcus Velda Scanlon at 11 to 1. Or, excuse me, at 11. So that would be, again, under. What are we thinking here? Jersey number of the first touchdown scorer over 22 and a half or under 22 and a half.
1: If I had to pick between just those two options, the over or the under, I'd go with the over. Wrong. I'm just <laughs> because I'm, I'm just like kind of gun-ho that this is the Super Bowl and they're going to go to the guy on either side, whether it's the 49ers or the Chiefs, to the guy that they trust the most and can be the most efficient right out of the gate. So that's going to be Christian McCaffrey, who is over that mark because he's his jersey number is 23. Yep. And then Travis Kelsey at number 87. Correct. I've though been because if that is my belief, then I would just bet both of those players as first touchdown first touchdown scorer. Kelsey is 7-1, McCaffrey is 4-1. Or
3: you could have fun and just bet over 22 and a half. At Come minus
1: on 120. You keep wanting to give me these, like, oh, you got to actually... Minus 120 is not like
3: <laughs> that big of a price. Yeah,
1: but I want to, like, I, I'm i doing what Atterberg says not to do. Avoid some of those plus money options. And I, I want to go with those plus money options. So I would rather go for plus money for first touchdown score
3: my other favorite is combined touchdown scorer jersey numbers so the <laughs> the, the combined total of all of the touchdown scorers over 121 and a half and minus 140 and under 121 and a half and plus 120 uh, and you have everything here man uh, how about this team to use the first coaches challenge that's it's a pick uh, San Francisco 49ers Kansas City Chiefs uh, minus 110 are you familiar with Scoregami
1: uh, yes yep. no the one that what does that mean? The when, uh, so it, when scores it's, that happen rarely?
3: Yeah, or that have never happened. Oh, so, never a score okay. is a score that has never happened before in NFL history. Okay. So, you know, you can go through, like, for example, a, uh, a 46 to nothing score has never happened <laughs> in NFL history. You know, we can go further down the list if you like some high scoring affairs, like an interesting one uh, 40 to 36 has never happened in NFL history. Uh, 22 22 tie, that's not going to happen here. Uh, let's see, 22 to 11. Can we get that in the Super Bowl? So, if a score happens, you can get that. Uh, yes, at 10 to 1. Or the new one that everybody was betting last year, this is one of the fun props. Now, I don't think you bet it this year because the Chiefs don't have the same weapon that the Philadelphia Eagles do. Right. The octopus. You remember the octopus? <laughs> no. So the octopus is score. the player scores the touchdown and the subsequent two-point conversion. Huh. Eight. Eight legs, right, the right. octopus. So Jalen Hurts last year got the octopus. They scored a touchdown. He ran the touchdown in. And then they went for two, and he scored on a rushing touchdown. A rushing what score. What are as the well.
1: odds for Kelsey for doing that? <laughs> How is it
3: b- well? It's not a specific player, so oh. it's just it's just a uh, what's it called? Will an octopus happen? Yes or no? Yes. So you you can bet an octopus, and which is a odds good. One are as well, are, uh, I think it's around ten to one. I think it actually think might be a it, little bit higher. I, let me try to find this. They one Make it really even quickly. better
1: and added to a specific player, Travis Kelsey, instead of eight to one that it would happen. Travis Kelsey I like a hundred to one. <laughs> like you're. Naming it exact,
3: yeah, the the fun. the it's a fun prop. It is great. and a lot of people would bet that, yeah, you know, last year. I think the thing that you run into is for that, like, the reason why it worked so well for the Eagles and why so many people bet it last year is the Eagles have that tush push, right? Right. So, like, if you were going to go for two, if there was a penalty and you got in there so that you could still use that weapon, it clearly made a lot of sense that Hurts was, if he scored a rushing touchdown, was going to be able to get that octopus. Right. The, 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 um, to your point, Kelsey is a good pull for that because receiving touchdown, if you have to go for two, tight end in the red zone, like, that's a pretty heavy target that you can go ahead and, and go after. So that would be actually a good option. My worry would be... For like a team like the 49ers, you don't really have anybody there. And there's not a, the Chiefs, well, Mahomes to Kelsey makes sense. They don't have a play that's as high probability as that Philly tush push that they used. I mean, last year was crazy. Last year, every, in that Super Bowl, every third of one they got, <laughs> you were just like, good. all right, they're going to convert this. It was insane. Yep, it so was. the octopus.
1: I think what I am going to do for sure is the Travis Kelsey first touchdown score. He has been first for the chiefs in the lot in both playoff games. And that's the way the chiefs have been playing, kind of playing all season long. They are really good out of the gate in the first couple of quarters. And then their offense tends to die down, not tends to, it has died down in the second half. So I'm going to go with Kelsey as the first touchdown score.
4: Man, I got to try
3: to find At what the odds one. Is. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm trying to find this octopus thing. I want to find out what the exact odds are. I know it's up. I just cannot remember what exactly what it is. Is that on DraftKings? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, DraftKings. There's a lot of other places that are offering it at this point right now. Caesar, could you find that for me? Can you try to find the octopus? Uh, All right. By the way, we have Travis Kelsey, the uh, prop trends for you here too. Um, This is, I like the asterisk here. Was not dating Taylor Swift at the time. So you can see this. Uh, But over six and a half receptions.
1: (laughs) Please make sure to include that in your handicap.
3: (laughs) Six of the last eight (laughs) playoff games. Over 69 and a half receiving yards in 12 straight playoff games. That's the longest streak in NFL history and uh, scored a touchdown in eight of the last nine playoff games. He's got 10 total touchdowns in that span. Uh, So Kelsey and look, it goes to the point that I've kind of brought up a couple of times here, Pam, you know, uh, analytics numbers be damned. Sometimes greats just show up and play. Yeah. and Mahomes and Kelsey it's pretty clear at least in this playoff run that that's it's exactly what we're getting at this point
1: point. and Kelsey is the player where you do want to funnel to because you trust him he's the most experienced in the receiving core right now for Mahomes they've already been in this spot before with multiple touchdowns with multiple Super Bowl wins a uh, couple so you funnel the targets to Kelsey move the chains and put up the scores I love his rushing yards I love his receiving yards I'm sorry the over 69 and a half receiving yards uh, that makes sense to me and any t- touchdown first touchdown I really do want to bet that one I think I'm going to do like a Kelsey See, prop parlay for the Super Bowl. Yeah, his over receiving Chiefs to win first touch or anytime touchdown, and then on like a fun one the, for him to be first at seven to one. All right, how about one more?
3: Last play of the game to be a quarterback kneel. Yes, minus mm-hmm. one seventy five. No, plus one forty five.
1: That like an obvious yes.
3: 11 to, oh, by the way, 14 to one on the octopus. Uh, well, yeah, it's minus 175. I mean, because considering there's a, prob- a high probability that the uh, 49ers are going to beat the crap out of the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> but in reality, even if, you, you know, you go for it on fourth down, unless you're getting down to like a final play, like right there trying to score. There's a pretty high probability that the last play of the game is going to be a kneel of some sort.
1: I would probably be looking at the plus on that, actually. Like this line is has been teetering between one and two all week long. This is going to be a tight-knit game. We have seen Brock Purdy and company come from play-behind situations. The defense has been stout. This is going to be a very competitive game. I don't think there will be a kneel down now No, plus
3: 145 if you want to get it. How about yes minus 10,000? Femi Bebefe is going to join us. Oh boy, I'm putting a, I'm putting a lot of pressure on him. Femi Bebefe joins us next to continue our conversation around Super Bowl 58, right? Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs>
1: this
0: is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: If you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code Vsin. New customers commit five bucks, get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. With code Vsin, the crown is yours. Wisconsin in the bonus with 8:55 left to go in the second half. I'm down with this. Let's go get free throw, stop the clock, and get me this thing over the total, boys. All right. With that, let's continue the conversation around Super Bowl 58. Femi of nice to have you us some time here today talk a little football. Uh, Femi, before we get into the Super Bowl, though, I wanted to hit you with this. We got some news late yesterday and early today, and uh, it includes the Las Vegas Raiders. And I thought that this was kind of uh, a loss for the Las Vegas Raiders. They're expected to hire Luke Getze. As their offensive coordinator, the former Bears OC, they were, it seemed like, going to land Cliff Kingsbury, but that's not the case anymore. How big of a loss and a step down is this for the Raiders to go and grab Getse to be their offensive coordinator under Antonio Pierce?
5: I do think it's a loss for the Las Vegas Raiders here. You know, like Cliff Kingsbury, regardless of whatever he is as a head coach, his offenses have been really productive going all the way back to when he was coaching at A&M, at Houston, obviously with his stint at Texas Tech. They never really won a lot of games, but they always put up a lot of points. And I thought that Cliff Kingsbury would at least give them an added dimension offensively, something that's a little bit more modern. Now, Luke Getzee, I guess you can say if you're anti-Justin Fields, maybe he was hampered by his quarterback, but I feel like Justin Fields has a little bit more potential than what he's led on so far his NFL career, and I kind of was uninspired from Luke Getty and what he was able to do in Chicago, and a lot of these guys who were in that Green Bay room, I kind of questioned whether how much of this was Rodgers and LaFleur, or how much of it was them. I mean, we've already seen Nathaniel Hackett in his multiple stints since leaving Green Bay. His offenses have never led you uh, to believe him that there were anything good. And Luke Getze, what he did in Chicago, it wasn't really anything special. So I would be a skeptical, best case scenario of Luke Getze, worst case scenario. This might be a, a strikeout here for the Las Vegas Raiders.
3: Uh, Getze famously calling the three consecutive screen plays at the end of that Tampa Bay Bucks game. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I mean, that that was just chaotic. It, it, it's funny because the Bears were pushing that game. Then obviously the, the interception, the, the pick six the Shaquille Barrett ended up swinging that one. So uh, as better as we always remember the losses more than the wins. But yeah, it's it, it's nothing that's super creative from Luke Getze standpoint. Now I guess the pushback would be maybe his quarterback was kind of leaving him handcuffed. So I guess we'll see that uh, the, the resolution of that in 2024.
1: I mean, I'm glad that JVT is bringing up the coaching carousel a little bit. And before we get to the Super Bowl, I would really want to ask you, because it's a very interesting uh, idea for me. Bill Belichick still doesn't have a job yet. Dan Quinn's gone over to Washington, Kellen Moore over to the Eagles. What do you think has been the best coaching hire so far in the NFL?
5: Uh, I think it's been Jim Harbaugh without question. Uh, and, and that's exactly what the Los Angeles Chargers needed was toughness. And Jim Harbaugh has brought toughness wherever he's been. You go back to what he did at San Diego. I mean, that program was nothing. He shows that they start winning games. Stanford famously was in the dumps when he arrived there. They're all in a perennial BCS ballgame type of team that he handed over to David Shaw. Like They were terrific there. He goes to the 49ers within one year. I mean, there's an argument to be made that he saved Alex Smith's career. Alex Smith was on his way out with all the coordinators and all the, 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 lack of production that he had as a first overall pick. And then Jim Harbaugh shows up in 2011. That team goes to the NFC title game. If not for a couple of muff punts, maybe they go and play the new England Patriots in the super bowl. Harbaugh's had a lot of success. And of course we all saw what he did this past month at Michigan, finally winning the national title that he was uh, desperately coveting there in Ann Arbor. So I think this is a home run higher for the chargers. He's going to bring toughness to a franchise that, has, I don't think has as quite as much talent as we all believe on the outside, but there are talented players, starting with the quarterback and Justin Herbert, who has just needed some stability. And I think this is a massive upgrade going from Staley to Harbaugh. He's going to bring what they need and. And I said, look out for the Chargers in the AFC West. I mean, Harbaugh, as somebody who bets a lot of awards, I think you got to make him the favorite for coach of the year coming up in 2024 just because of he's taking over a team that won five games. The easy narrative of going from five wins to maybe 10 wins is right there in front of him. So I think that was a home run hire. Really skeptical of some of the other hires, but Jim Harbaugh, though, that one was uh, the Chargers knocked that out the park, in my opinion.
3: Chargers about 30 to one to win the Super Bowl. Femi Bebefe with us, host the Lombardi line, and also the GM Shuffle Pod doing great numbers uh, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Femi. So let's talk about the Super Bowl then. Uh, let's just start with the basic. 49ers they're 2 point favorite. Totals about 47 and a half. What are you just expecting from a result standpoint?
5: You know, uh, from a result standpoint, I think it's a coin flip game and in a coin flip game, I'm going to take the plus money and I call this the sleep at night special here because I can at least sleep at night knowing that I'm backing the best football player in the world and that's Patrick Mahomes. I, I went up against him in the AFC title game, laid the three with the Baltimore Ravens. I laid two and a half with Buffalo two weeks prior. Uh, luckily, I was able to bet on the Chiefs against the Miami Dolphins, but the last couple of weeks, Mahomes hasn't been too kind to me and that Chiefs defense more so hasn't been too kind to me with what they've been able to do. So I'm going to go ahead and back them this go around. I think this is a really evenly matched game, but when I take a look at the units, I think by far the worst unit in the game is the 49ers defense, which before the season I think would be crazy to say, but just based on how they've been playing over the last six, seven weeks. They can't stop the run. The pass rushers, yeah, they have a lot of them, but if they don't get out to a good lead, then it's hard to then pin your ears back and just get after the quarterback. And I think this is going to be a game where Kansas City, we've seen it throughout the playoffs. Their opening script stuff has been really good. They always have a really good plan. And with two weeks to prepare, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they know what it takes to win these types of games, these big games. I think they'll have something really good early on. So maybe if you like Kansas City, you can also dabble a little bit of first half or first quarter with the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think that the Chiefs are able to play play out in front. Like I think they will. This is the game that sets up really well for them to then go ahead and put the clamps on the Niners in the second half. Now the Niners offense, I think is something that the chiefs haven't quite seen so far this postseason, And I do believe the 49ers will stick to the run game much more than what Baltimore was doing last Sunday when they kind of panicked and acted like they were down 25 points when they were only down a couple possessions. But I do think that Kansas City has enough on defense to go ahead and win this game. They're the more complete team. They've been playing like that over the last month or so. They've kind of really figured things out since Christmas. So uh, I took plus, plus 115 on the money line with the Kansas City Chiefs. i like them to win the game.
1: Let's do a little bit of a hypothetical here. And I like to do player prop ladders, especially in single big games like this. Um, Thinking, assuming, trying to figure out who's going to be the one player that has such a big breakout, big time game, 100 plus receiving yards, 100 plus rushing yards, whatever it is. So if you had to do any bit of ladder, what would be the one player that you would be targeting since you do like the Chiefs?
5: You know, this is me probably just rooting for my bet here, but it would be Travis Kelsey. I have some Travis Kelsey 20-1 to to win Super Bowl MVP. I do think that in big games, and we've seen it all throughout Kelsey's career with Patrick Mahomes, he has been like the most prolific pass catcher outside of Jerry Rice in NFL playoff history. Mahomes in big games goes to Kelsey because that's their their bread and butter. Those who we saw it on the back shoulder fade on the opening drive to the AFC title game. I mean, Kyle Hamilton plays it perfectly, but, You know, better offense is always going to beat really good defense. And he and and he and Kelsey sort of have that connection. So that would be where I would go is Kelsey over the middle. They can maybe take advantage of some of those 49ers, second level defenders, maybe some of the secondary guys, because it feels like Kelsey has sort of been saving up all of his juice. For the postseason. Uh, during the regular season, he felt like he was a little bit hobbled with some of the injuries that he suffered earlier during the regular season. And now that he's gotten more rest, and there's two weeks of the lead up into this game prior to the AFC title game. I think you'll see a Kelsey that's out there fresh, ready to go. And he's been a primetime playoff performer. Like you can't overlook that sort of thing. And everybody knows going in, you got to stop Travis Kelsey, but nobody can do it. I don't think the 49ers will be able to do it what they do defensively. I think Kelsey is a guy who kind of a big game and I'm betting him that way as they bet him Super Bowl MVP.
3: Again, one of our hosts here, at the network, the Lombardi line, GM shuffle pod, uh, any other props outside of MVP that you're looking at here for the big game?
5: I really like Isaiah Pacheco over rushing yards. You know, it's not the most uh, creative angle here, given what we've seen from the 49ers' run defense. But I'm going to just keep going back to the wall and make that run defense prove that they can stop a solid rushing attack. I mean, Pacheco has really come on as of late. It's like we think of the Chiefs' offense as like the Mahomes air it out sort of offense. This year, it's been more balanced. Like, like Mahomes has only thrown for like two forty, two fifty in these playoff games. It's not the 350 400 that we've seen in the past. And Pacheco, with what he's been able to do, in, and credit Andrew Reid. Like this is a coach that if there was any knock on him, it's that he kind of falls out of love with the run game. He's been going to him. I mean, they've been going like 20 plus carries for Pacheco in these playoff games. And I think if he gets that, I don't see how he doesn't at least get to about 80, 85 rushing yards that Niners run defense. We saw Aaron Jones and the Packers have a lot of success last week, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. They found massive rushing lanes in the first half of that game against the 49ers. I think Pacheco can do something similar with this Kansas City offensive line. That's probably still a little bit underrated. I know Joe Tooney dealing with the injury, even if he doesn't play their offensive line showed me enough. I think they can open up some holes on this Niners run defense that is pretty vulnerable when you take a look at it. They want to rush the passer, they don't want to really stop the run. So I think Pacheco's set up to have a pretty good game. All right, Febby. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Are you on later today? We are on. It's myself, Ben Wilson, Kelly Bidlin, Brian Ortega. Our producer will be on from noon to four, live. sunday kind of taking the torch from you guys as we break through a lot of our Super Bowl props. And I'm kind of going at this with a, with, a, with an open canvas. I've only had about one Super Bowl prop bet, but I'm going to use this show as a way to fill out the cards. <laughs> we got a week left until game time, so it'll be a whole lot of fun in four hours. So uh, make sure to check us out at the top of the hour.
3: Okay, of course we should. Over at the D, femi Thanks a lot, man, for hopping on. Thanks, Appreciate femi. it, dude.
5: No problem. Good luck with the bet, and good
3: luck in the Pro Bowl. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> flying football. Can't wait for it. Be a buffet. A host of a live bet Sunday coming up a little bit later. And actually, when I say a little bit, it's like twenty minutes. We're almost done here. Um,
1: Pretty sure that I'm going to cool. do a single game parlay on Pacheco over rushing, Kelsey over receiving, Kelsey uh, anytime touchdown Chiefs to win four to one. I'll go ahead and see what it is during the break. What those odds would do, but it's probably going to be around the seven to one range, seven to ten. Hmm.
3: It's disappointing. <laughs> it's disappointing. Caesar, is just us, man. It's nine or eight. Against everybody, baby. Alright, we'll take our break. We'll wrap it up here on Alive Bet Sunday before we hand it off to the guys over at the D.
4: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe
2: would win
4: a one-on-one, concept. Yeah, yeah, because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's going to exactly. guard, like, you see him in the <laughs> Olympics, he's going to guard, and then on I'm top of that.
2: like that, see
4: that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying, tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock, that day, and then he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
2: what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you
4: think I can get
5: paid and go back and play in college, because he didn't need it? <laughs>
2: Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A N G I.com. Or download the app today. This is Live Bet
0: Sunday on V the Sports Betting Network.
3: Welcome back in. It is a live bet Sunday. And speaking of, use the promo code LIVE. Get VSIN Pro annual subscriptions for just 199 That's right, all year long. It's awesome. Daily best bets, betting splits, big game betting guidance coming out for you. Just use your promo code LIVE, L I V E. Promo code LIVE, L I V E. Check out all your subscriptions op- uh, subscription options at vsin.com. A quick update. Uh, I don't, I'm not on track here, so I would like overtime. So 6157, Purdue up on top of Wisconsin. 348 left to go in the second. I bet this game over. Um, and right now, Wisconsin closed as a two-point underdog. Flirting around with not covering, but we'll see if they can get through it. Part of a decent day, a short day, but a decent day. Big one coming up at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. Nebraska on the road against Illinois in the Big Ten. Cornhuskers coming off of a big comeback win over Wisconsin. All right, so you put together, did you put together both of them?
1: I did. I did the long shot and then, like, the basic, uh, what did you call it? You're being a wimp <laughs> type of parlay. Cowardest parlay. So, coward parlay. <laughs> so so, yeah, explain
3: to people what, you, what you're doing here.
1: So, if I like the Chiefs to win, I'm going to be looking to the gravitating towards those props instead. So, Isaiah Pacheco, heavily used of the run game. I really love his rushing yards. His rushing yards are now sitting at uh, 60, 69 and a half. hmm I'm going below that and just give me the bare bones. Give me the alt line of the bare bones minimum of 50. So that's a heavily juice. So in that parlay, it's two to one, but it's a three leg. Pacheco over 50 rushing, Kelsey over 63 receiving, and Kelsey anytime touchdown. That's two to one, but I think it definitely has some like mega legs to that. Um, I'm asking for like the bare minimum basically, and this each for both Pacheco and Kelsey. That's uh, well below what their basic rushing and receiving prop is to start from the beginning. Now, for what it is now, it would be Kelsey over 73 receiving, Kelsey anytime touchdown, uh, Chiefs to win, and then Pacheco over 70 rushing. That is 6.5 to 1.
3: So just put that one in.
1: I know. So do a little bit of both. No, come on.
3: Don't be a coward.
1: I like to cash (laughs) ticket. You're talking big. And I like the 2 to 1 has a lot more legs on it.
3: You're talking big. Let's go.
1: And at least with the Chiefs, that gives me, if I leave that one out of the equation, that gives me some leeway of... Pacheco, Kelsey still being able to produce and maybe the Chiefs don't come out with a win but mm. yeah, that would be my uh, player that would be my same game parlay at the moment.
3: Alright, so those are the two so Isaiah Pacheco all rushing yards over 50 mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey all receiving yards over 63. Correct. Kelsey anytime touchdown. Those three parlayed together 2-1 to, two to one. One. and then the other that you were doing is Kelsey anytime touchdown Kelsey receiving yards over 73. Correct. Pacheco over rushing yards 69. Yes. And Kansas City to win.
1: Correct. And that's closer to to 7-1. Well, 650. Yeah. Just do that one. Come on. (laughs) Stop being a coward. Yeah, stop being a coward. It's the Super Bowl. We got one game left. (laughs) Yeah,
3: come on. You're the one that wants all these plus prices. Let's go. Put this (laughs) thing together. Uh, All right. So with that, you know what? Let's have some fun here then. Because
1: there could also be a scenario where uh, where we're talking about it. Like if Pacheco or Kelsey have like a big time game, Alt-Lions do even better what their minimum is. So let's say like Pacheco over 80 rushing or I think more likely, would be instead of the rushing yards for Pacheco like take his minimum but then like the Kelsey over 100 receiving. Mm-hmm. That one to me has a lot more legs especially since we saw Sam LaPorta do that to the 49ers just a couple weeks ago.
3: Got to put together a I got to put together an S, a same game parlay of uh, of my game script here because I am pretty interested in this and the way that I would slug this right would be like folks so for example uh, Christian McCaffrey Let's go with Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown, right? So that's minus 225. Uh, We'll go with Brock Purdy. Let's see where we're at here. Uh, Brock Purdy passing attempts. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. We got to put this together here on the fly. Okay, pass attempts under 31 and a half. Brock Purdy under completions, under 20 and a half. We got to add in, of course, the 49ers to win the game. That'll be pretty big here, too. Let's see. So those four legs of McCaffrey, anytime touchdown, Purdy under passing attempts, 31 and a half, under passing completions, 20 and a half, and San Francisco 49ers money line, plus 325.
1: Let's plus go, 325. Let's go. You really like, I don't, I, I hate putting the quarterback props. That becomes so like dicey for me. Um, I have a lot less confidence when it comes to, like, passing yards, passing attempts.
3: Well, I'm doing it in the sense of how I feel the game is going to play out, right? Like, Correct. I feel like you're going to run the ball uh, quite a bit. I think you're going to have success. Right. I think you're going to lead throughout this entire game. So you're not going to throw the ball as often. And in fact, what we have here uh, for Brock Purdy in terms of some of his trends, right? We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show uh, when it came to Purdy and his uh, completions and attempts. Under 20 and a half completions in five of his last seven games. It includes right. the NFC Championship game. Under 31 and a half passes attempts in 13 of his last 15 games, including the NFC championship game. So under both of those numbers, his current market right now in five of his last seven and 13 of his last 15, like we've been here before with our guy, Brock.
1: You know what? Earlier, though, you also said that you weren't opposed to some of the props that made a lot of sense as far as, but were heavily juiced. So, like, minus 140, minus 160 range. Christian McCaffrey at minus 225. I can see that being, like, a senior player prop, prop that a lot of people play, even though it is at minus 225. Would you?
3: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, if people are betting alternate pass yards under or over, right? What was it <laughs> with the Mahomes? Uh, alternate over 220. No, I think uh, 225, it was 225, 225. Right? 225. At minus 285. Like, I think that's why, too. I mean, this thing's juiced up like crazy. McCaffrey minus 225 and in fact if we do so how about this we'll even add to this because Adam had a great point right so game script props if I'm right in the way that I'm putting this together what I would also look at here is Patrick Mahomes passing completions over and Patrick Mahomes attempts over because they're gonna be playing in a deficit according to my game script so you throw that in together six leg parlay plus 550 that would be McCaffrey anytime. Brock Purdy under both passing attempts and completions. 49ers money line. Mahomes over completions and attempts. 25 and a half and 36 and a half respectively for Mahomes there.
1: We were also talking about how I like to do ladders. Would you consider Christian McCaffrey ladder? Looking at his uh yardage right now. Just give me the give me your question of give me your answer of like what do you think he tops in this game? If you're on the 49ers, then what does he top?
3: Uh, I think he's, he's over a hundred. You can go like over one. Let's go. Let's uh, let's go over hundred and ten. How about that, huh?
1: Yeah, plus one eighty.
3: There you go. If you do the ladder, if you do the C... The, the ladder you, for
1: him is a little bit um, not a value because right. 72 yards is minus 300, 82 is 186. You don't no, start getting... I want
3: the other ladder. I want I want I want want hundred. 90 plus at minus 105. I want 100 plus at plus 140. I want 110 plus <laughs> at plus 205 and 120 or more at 3 to 1.
1: And I'm in the same boat, but with Travis Kelsey on his receiving yards. Give me him to have 83 plus. Uh, that's 106. 93 plus, 145. 103 at 195. I think he also tops 100 yards.
3: Kelsey ain't touching 55.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The secondary for the 49ers is so suspect at best. He could have a big game and your 49ers still win.
3: It's it's unthinkable that that's going to be the case.
1: It is one or the other, right? So if Kelsey has a big game, Chiefs win. If McCaffrey has a big game, Niners win.
3: The other, I wanted to focus really quickly, so I want to bring in my guy here on this too. The other, the other thing that I find myself gravitating toward, the forgotten son, should. No, uh, but no, that by the way, we're, I'm betting that I am betting under on Kyle Yuschek. <laughs> Where are we at right now with receptions here How for use check? Still a half. Uh, still Over a half. half. Uh, let's Minus see. One. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I'm betting under on Alusich.
1: What's up plus? Now, see, we
3: were right. So I was right, though, where the market did correct itself here. We were at over minus 160 yesterday. We're correct. down to minus 145. OK. So still, you're giving me under a reception of plus a uh, plus of money. I'm in plus 114 under the half reception for Kyle check in this game. That's, uh, that's it's, so funny. it's ridiculous that it's over minus 145. But I will say, no, I think the forgotten son here in all of this, who I'm a very big fan of, mainly because one year he led me to a fantasy championship game, and he's very good, oh. um, is Brandon Ayuk. 62 and a half receiving yards uh, over minus 120. Now, again, the receiving yards, I think, is a little quick. Well, it's going to be interesting because he is matching up with a very good secondary. So we'll see if that's going to be it because it's also kind of out of my game script here. But if you were to tell me, like, okay, you have to bet something that isn't a quarterback to win MVP, where are you going to go? I'll go deep, and I'm going with Ayuk at sixteen to 1. 60 uh. to 1. I he sounded would, like sixteen.
1: Sixty to one to an MVP
3: because he's because here's the thing. Again, we're just if you're telling me bet something on the MVP award, where where else would I go? I think Ayuk is freaking awesome. We have seen McCaffrey look for him quite a bit. Debo Samuel has become more of a gadget guy, where right. it's like, hey, there's going to be some runs, there's going to be some maybe some catches. Right. But Ayuk is a purely good wide receiver. He's a good route runner. He can get open. Ayuk is awesome. And by the way, he's getting like. Absolutely no conversation. At least when I like licking your finger and testing the wind, you're hearing about Christian McCaffrey. You're hearing about Debo Samuel. My guy Ayuk's getting nothing here. Let's do this. Thing. I
1: would be interested if there was like a prop, prop that I would want to look for. Um, who would have more receiving yards, Ayuk or Samuel? Um, I would go with Ayuk on that one. Uh, he has a 37% win rate. That is 15% better than Debo Samuel. Uh, he is going to have cornerback Legarius Need on him.
3: He'll be favored in that, by the way. Ayuk's receiving yards, 62 and a half. Samuel's is 56 and a half.
1: There you go. Um, but I would probably be I'm in agreement that I'd be looking to Ayuk props over Samuel props.
3: All right. What's the what's the what's the week look like here?
1: Girl gang all week. My girls Kelly, Kelly, uh, Ariel Epstein, and Kelly in Vegas. Kelly Stewart. They are in coming on Tuesday, so it's girls' week in Super Bowl.
3: All right, Radio Row starts tomorrow. Going to be absolutely tremendous. Uh, the um, Lombardi line will be out there all week long. Some other, other shows as well. But what's coming up next is more live that Sunday with the guys over at the D. So make sure you check that out. But check us out all week long for the Super Bowl. We'll see you.
2: work.